Almost time for the Underwear Olympics. Yay! The weirdest job interviews in the history of mankind are about to take place and be nationally televised as the NFL Combine is getting underway. Tomorrow is uh, is when you start seeing the the actual events live from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And it's it's interesting. It's it's just it's intriguing to me. Sometimes the way it works. So three o'clock tomorrow, you'll have some drills starting. That's the same thing on Friday, one o'clock on Saturday, Sunday at one. But all in all, you'll just you'll start seeing the guys out there in their in their skivvies running around trying to prove that they're the right guy for the job. Weirdest interview in the world. Just think about this, guys. Um, hey, I got an idea. Why don't you come work for my company? But first, how many times can you bench 225? Hey, but how, how fast can you run 40? How fast can you do this? What, and by the way, can you do all these things in spandex? Thanks. Go ahead. I feel like my take on the combine has been the same for a long time, but I'm trying to develop a new take. I'm trying to say, you know what? If everyone says this thing matters, maybe it matters more than I realize. Maybe I should give more credit to the combine. If this every year has people from around the country going to find out how these players are going to be evaluated and what their future may hold in the league, there is some type of value. Whether or not that value should be on these things that seem to be important to other people in the league, uh, that might be an answer that I'm not prepared for quite yet of how these teams feel like the combine could be. I don't know if I'm less excited or more excited about what the combine has been in comparison to past years. We're always going to get the freaks. We're always going to get people that put unbelievable numbers up. But it feels like this year's draft is more about, I don't want, you know, I guess so, quarterbacks. Like, is one year just going to be about freaks? And I say freak is a nice way. Like, maybe what? Maybe this is the year of the freak, LeVac. Like, I know there's a huge offensive line class that's allegedly going to be in this defensive end class. I'm trying my best to sell the combine. I tried to find a new take. Well, you got to remember, too, like, there's never going to be 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. They're, you know, year to year. Like, I mean, there'll be 32 starters, but not 32 starters by their talent level. So, like, when you look at this year, once Aaron Rodgers got hurt, there was not a starting quarterback, or at least not one you'd be comfortable putting in there for the Jets. When Daniel Jones got hurt, even before that, a lot of people didn't think he was good enough to be the guy for the Giants. You go through the league, you're going to find 10, 12, 14, maybe 16 quarterbacks who aren't that damn good. And it seems to be happening every year. Now, you could have a great year, and then all of a sudden your two best quarterbacks get old. And now, you, now you're in a position where you're hoping to squeeze another season out of them or you're moving on right away. So there's there's always going to be a quarterback need. Combine's always going to be quarterback heavy. But it is fun to watch the big fellas get out there, you know, do the bench press, do the drills, do all that stuff. I, I enjoy the combine more than most. And I think it's... I think it's just because how weird it is. I think it's just, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, oh, what, what, how was your job interview? It was crazy. It was like 300 of us there, everybody in their underwear, dudes with stopwatches asking me if I had motion sickness, if I knew my mom, you know, all these weird questions. And then I just went and worked out with a bunch of people. Wait, that's, that's, that's the combat. That, that's not an interview. That's not, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's weird. So like, I, I just, it's, it's just such a surreal thing. There's nowhere else. There's no other job in in the in the country in the world 
that that interviews like this. Yeah, okay, basketball and stuff a little bit in their combines, but the the NFL combine is the is the craziest thing. It's kind of wild. Like if you whoever came up with that idea first probably probably didn't go over as well as you would hope. Hey, what do you think about getting all these three hundred pound offensive linemen, put them in like really tight spandex, and then we'll have them race each other. And then we'll have them push it. We'll do <laughs> drills, and then um, we'll have we'll do snaps. It'll be great. They'll just they'll just go out there and do that. And like, well, who who wins? Whoever gets drafted first. Oh, when's the draft? Uh, like a, like a month later, basically. Like it's just it's a it's a pretty crazy concept. It's a very odd concept. It is. I don't think any other league has this type of hype around it. Like Major League Baseball has showcases, and they're having more young All Star games. That's happening. There is a combine in the NBA, but the NBA combine feels so much closer to the end of their season to the actual draft. If you think about when the NBA, huh, yeah, 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 the, the, whole well, the NBA draft is, yeah. is stupid. Like this, the NBA, it's, its entire process of going from college to the pros is stupid. The NFL is like, okay, it's crooked. We know there's some weird stuff going on. Whatever. The NBA is just like, did you guys think about this, or did somebody give you like, as you're walking in to Master Square Garden, somebody goes. Hey, by the way, you're going to run a combine. Everybody's going to work out, and your uh, top five players are staying on your team. Wait, what? Yeah, you can get rid of everybody right now if you want. Okay, go run, kids. There's also a part of it where us as American sports fans, a lot of the athletes that are now being drafted in the NBA, we haven't seen. Like, you know, the strength of the NFL is that college football is super popular, and we know a lot of the names, and we've seen a lot of those names, and we could talk about, whoa, so-and-so Caleb Williams is going here, and we, we can evaluate some of that. It's a little harder in the NBA. And again, Major League Baseball, just the following of college baseball isn't as strong. With the combine being what it is, every year it's getting more and more popular and people are going to cover it. Is, I can't believe I'm asking this, but I think it needs to be evaluated because of how these teams have drafted. Is the combine more important now than ever before for the three New York teams? The Jets, the Giants, the Bills. Because those three franchises in particular, first the Jets, Makai Becton is a combine guy. Makai Becton is a walk in the room and be like, we're not drafting him. Are we sure? Are we sure we don't want him? Wasn't there an op- was there a time that Mario Williams played for the Buffalo Bills? I think so, yeah. And then the former number one overall pick, remember way back when, this is 2005, talk about how different the league was. The biggest controversy back in the 05 draft was, you're not taking Reggie Bush number one? What do you mean mm-hmm. you're taking Mario Williams? It was laughable to think that people had that take almost 20 years ago. But Mario Williams was a guy who the Bills signed and thought, he's got to be on our team, right? Look how big this guy is. Maybe the Giants haven't fallen in that trap yet. Maybe they haven't. Odell, I think, is the best. And then you can think of another player that combined their way onto the Giants. But finding these freak athletes, finding these guys that have that extra 40 time and extra bench press rep could be a new model that maybe one of these New York teams decides to follow i feel like the the combine is a way to prove or disprove at least some of your theories so like i can prove or disprove the guy's healthy if he's willing to work out i can prove or disprove he's an idiot if he's willing to take the test i can like i like i don't i think if you go into the combine going Hey, this Gaz guy, what's he do? Then you lose. I don't think you win that. But if you go in and go, all right, D3, offensive lineman, uh, he's playing here. I, I could see him playing here. Let's see what he's got. Let's see how strong he is. And then 
you either prove that he could be a part of your team or you prove he couldn't. I, I, but I think you, I don't think you can do it where you just walk in and go, all right, number 42. No, no, no. no. You don't know what you're doing. To the puzzle. This is not the whole thing. What are you doing? That's just, that's where I'm at. Cause uh, I, I don't, I don't think like three cone drills, not going to make me decide that's the guy I got to have, but it could make me go, Hey, can we get a better look at that guy's knee? I don't know how he moved right there. He may not be the right guy. You can't see this. I'm laughing now. Because right when LeVac brought the three cone drill, I thought, gosh, poor DK Metcalf. Like, DK Metcalf is the weirdest example of this whole thing. That DK Metcalf, I remember doing this with you, LeVac. Right around this time years ago, this was the moment where DK Metcalf, I think you said this. Why is DK Metcalf a first-round pick because his shirt's off? Yeah. The guy took off his shirt. Most casual college football fans, even people who watch the sport, were like, Miss Ole Miss, that kid is all right. Yeah, yeah. But he put his took his shirt off, became a first round pick. It was a freak at the combine, except for one drill, the three cone drill. And his time was so bad that he started free falling. <laughs> there is a part of this where it's like, oh, you could be a freak at everything. But if we're going to really nitpick and knock a receiver down because of how bad that was, uh, Teo, when he came out of Notre Dame, he ran a horrible 40 time. He got moved to the second round. Uh, the USC linebacker, I think it was Ray Malayuga, he went down to the second round. Like, there are guys who can blow an opportunity at the combine, even if they are. The term I've been using a lot in this opening segment is freak because some teams care about the most ridiculous. Wasn't there a player for the Cowboys? I think our guy Matt Bob might remember this. I think his name, I think it was Byron Jones maybe was the name that he had, like, the like a world record long jump. <laughs> a broad jump. Right broad now. jump. It was, like, broad jump. And he's like, this defensive back from UConn. Just broke a broad jump. Okay. Did he play? <laughs> like, did he play? And, and you brought up Hobart. I know joking, but like the reason Ali Marpet is the highest drafted D3 player of all time is because he didn't play against great competition. Sorry, Union and RPI. Sorry, Coach Drock. Oh, how dare you? But his combine numbers were the best of any offensive lineman. And they're like, who the hell's this kid from where? Hobart? Is O line the one that makes the most sense, though? Because of, I need to know that you're stronger. I need to know that you're, you're quick. To- Twitch muscles are where I need them to be. Like, is that the one that makes the most sense to move up or down a draft board? In 2024, yes. I can't say that same answer is the same it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or definitely 30 years ago. But let's use Mekhi Becton again as an example. What we've watched for offensive linemen is that they're just basically bigger tight ends now. And no one would think that looking at an offensive tackle, but uh, that's basically what's happened now. There was a kid who went viral for the Buccaneers who was a tight end in North Dakota State, and he put on like 70 pounds. And he got to the NFL because he was an athlete who could move. A lot of these guys were former tight ends who became offensive tackles because they put on a lot of weight and could still move and were athletes. I think a lot of football fans just think of big offensive linemen, and D tackles a little bit too, is just big fat guys who take up space. <laughs> you can't do that with the speed of the game anymore. With everyone knowing you're going to go for passing more than running, and you're going to have defensive ends who can fly off the edge, you can't have an out-of-shape big dude on the outside because you're going to get blown by. Jonathan Ogden might be – not that Ogden was an athlete, but there's not a lot of those guys left who are just big, strong, massive humans, and Becton's an example of that. Well, and everything, it's a copycat league, so if you're going through a bunch of the – like when Denver had that smaller zone blocking line, all of a sudden everybody had zone blocking lines, and they were smaller than, than everybody else's. But I just I – think, I think that – you can win. You can win more at that position of offensive line than any other one with with the test that you are seeing at the combine. But 
it's just it's just fun. I don't know. It's just I don't know why I love it so much. It's just fun. Maybe because I'll never have that job interview, thank God. But I mean, our guy gets beat up and all over the place, and then you don't want him anymore. Or your your guy has short arms or he has a small hand or whatever. That's the one. Is that the one that, that shrinks the board the fastest? The small hand for the quarterback? For the Levac board, it would. I, well, it's definitely there. I think that's Caleb, your favorite storyline every year. Jared Goff, right? Alex Smith. It, it works a lot. I mean, Goff had to get indoors to get to get that hand fixed up. But like, um, I think Caleb Williams. I'm. I want. I know. I know he's not going to do anything in the combine. I want to see him though, because I do think he's a crybaby, and I do think it's not going to work out in some places, and I do think he's going to throw a fit and try not to go to to Chicago. But like. I want to see him interact in this situation. It's a high-pressure situation. It's a psych eval more than anything, I think, for a lot of these guys. Sure, it's a, okay, the big offensive lineman, knee's good, elbow's good. Okay, he looks healthy, came in in, in in the right weight. We're good with him. But then, like, quarterbacks, makes all the throws, breaks down in tears when he doesn't. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's the red flag. We're going to get rid of that one. How big are his hands? You know, you went hands there. I have to admit, I was in my head while you were setting that up thinking, I think I can't figure out Levac's favorite storyline for the Combine. <laughs> as much as you're excited about this year's Combine, I thought what you were going to do is you were going to start making jokes about how old the quarterbacks were and that they were going to come in with walkers, <laughs> you know, and, and like crutches. Ah, that's Bo, Bo Nix. He played six years in college. Ugh. Look at this. This is Michael Pettix Jr. He's 24. Caleb Williams is a 22-year-old junior. That's what I thought you were going to do. What about the dude, like, the dude from Notre Dame? Oh, uh, Sam Hartman? Yeah. He actually went to school with Jesus Christ. Oh. Look at him. They look exactly the same. I thought that's what you were going to do. You could still do it. We have two more days. You could still mock how it old really these depends. guys are. It's the COVID class. No, I, I think because the... Watch the hip. Ah, not the forty. I think this this isn't this is one of those classes that's supposed to have what five six possible starting quarterbacks come out of it. I, I I'll take the under. That's where I'm at. That's the only thing I have for the quarterbacks. Until we have somebody who has really small hands or Caleb Williams cries somewhere, that's when I'll know that it's going to be big time under. But I just don't. There was remember when the when the Raiders looked like they were going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm kind of jumping all over here. Um, it looked like they were going to try and trade up and get Williams. I never wanted him. I'm glad he's not there. I don't know if I want Luke Getzey, but I definitely didn't want whatever's going to bring Caleb Williams. I'm sorry, man. If you climb in the stands and start crying to your mom, you're probably a little bit of a mama's boy. You're probably going to get beat up pretty bad. The deeper evaluation of this class, and again, I'm going like way too deep of like, you know, the athletic needs a long piece on this, or if SI is still around, they need a long piece on this. I do call this the COVID class half joking, but the experimental spot of will this more experienced college class entering the draft actually benefit NFL teams more. But the more intriguing thing that you're getting at, and this will be talked about for the next two months about Caleb Williams is who is the real first NIL athlete? Like you could say it's Bryce Young. Okay. Bryce Young was making a million dollars before he put it down at Alabama. And we could, we could pinpoint him and say he's the first one. Well, if we're going to go with Bryce Young, he's not very good. He's very small. He was a five-star recruit out of the best high school in the country, won the Heisman Trophy as a first year as a starter, and is still five foot nine. And he looked. And Carolina's a bad organization right now. But if 
the, the difference with Bryce Young is at least Bryce Young looks like he can work, and I'm not saying Caleb Williams' work ethic isn't there, but I saw the pictures from the penthouse. You know, I, I saw the money Williams is making. Will he be the athlete, which I think you're hitting at here of, you know, he's already made a lot of money. Somebody's work ethic with $4 million is a lot different with $4,000. Okay, I, I, I don't know if you're getting at that. I don't no, know if that's what you mean so by Williams. No, but I'm... I, he's he's I privileged. Just, he's yeah, he's I, spoiled. I, if yes. things don't go his way, he's going to pout. Yes. The world the world revolves around him, not the other way around. Um, when you say the first NIL athlete, are you saying that where it's just based on how much money they made in college versus how much they're going to make in the pros? I think a study can be done by somebody who has writing as their first form of medium that says, hey, I'm going to study an athlete who actually got paid significant amount of money in college okay. and find out if the motivation for them to be a pro athlete is more intriguing, uh, no more intrigue, because it's like, I already am a pro athlete, so why would I change anything? Or, hey, I already got paid, and this coach is kind of mean. I used to be the best player at whatever college I was. I don't like this that much. Why is like I wonder if attitude and personality wise some of these guys will change because this is the first and I think I thought maybe I misread you what you're saying there about Caleb Boone. It's like hey uh, when I was in college I was the best high school recruit in the country I was supposed to have a hard knocks around me my senior year in high school but then COVID hit but then I was the greatest thing in Oklahoma won the Heisman Trophy went to USC number one pick all this stuff I've been making millions of dollars for the last three years and now this bum for the Bears is going to get fired going to tell me what to do. Bryce Young might have that attitude of Carolina because his coach just got fired. There is something to this class of how will these athletes who have already been paid now respond in the NFL? There's an older sports fan who's listening right now, LeBeck, that's like, guys, they've already been getting paid <laughs> for a long time. Maybe, but not to this level, not to the branding and social media and blah, 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 all that stuff. I find yeah. that intriguing in well, this so class. I was going to say, I think the first NIL athlete would be what, Eric Dickerson, right? Bo Jackson, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. But I mean, Eric Dickerson, the Pony Express, man. That's, yeah. It's, you know, he got, he got paid very well. Careers ended over how well he got paid. Uh, we'll see. The, the combine is upon us, which, uh, you know, the, the NFL 365 combine will be done. Then we'll be able to find out the draft and everything else and where our favorite teams stand. Where's your favorite car parked? It's outside. It's the wonderful Honda Pilot. Thanks to our friends over in Mohawk Honda. We will be back there, LeVac, on March 28th as we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament. Don't forget, by the way, we haven't mentioned this enough. Your home for the NCAA tournament coming up is right here. Fox Woo! Sports 95.9 to 980. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage. Cannot wait to share more details about some of the people that we've partnered with through all that coverage. But on that day of the Sweet 16, we're going to be live in Mohawk Honda for the Plate Change Challenge. For more information on that, Check out their social media spot. And if you haven't seen it yet, I know it's on Mohawk Chevy's side, but the reel that they took for you and I yesterday, LeVac, turned out pretty good. <laughs> the whole huh. team over there, Nick, Nate, Ben, Grace, everybody doing a great job. If you're looking for new vehicles. I like that they never tell us what they're doing. Yeah, right? And they just do something and we just react and it, it works out usually. Yes, but the staff there, that if you're looking for a new ride, will give you every detail that you need. If you want to find the new vehicle, a 2024 vehicle is waiting for you to find out what fits your budget. If your lifestyle's changed, like mine continues to do, you might need a little bit more space. My wife's been saying the same thing. I need a bigger ride. What are you waiting for? You're married to me. Mohawk Honda. <laughs> you will work with Cam McKenna or Brian McKenna or the VIP man or else. All these people you can trust during the car buying. Shout out to John Lucas as well. MJ and more. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, I, I had a whole conversation earlier today about a former NFL wide receiver diva 
And then I see this story about a current NFL wide receiver diva. Is Tyreek Hill Antonio Brown 2.0? Next, right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. It's a slow ride heading into Troy on the Manans Bridge this afternoon. The caller said... Alyssa from Lily and David Fine Jewelers to give you the update. It's coming up. The buy one, get one wedding band sale is going on at Lily and David Fine Jewelers or 40% off whatever works more for you. Guys, what does that mean? Explain that to me. They will do that for you. The family owns and operated business that is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience. After I got engaged, the first thing I was starting to figure out was, I have to plan for a wedding? What, what does that even mean? What do we, what? Venues? Food? What do you call? Wait, there's a wedding. I will be fully honest. I did wedding band. So wait, she gets one? I got the ring though. I know I need a ring. I thought I just, there was a lot of confusion. And I'm not here to judge. Some guys who might have recently got engaged, shout out to our guy Jake, by the way. Jake in the office. I had a sit-down conversation with him today. I said, Jake. Buy one, get one, or 40% off at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Uh, Alyssa, David, Tammy G, if you see a tattooed Sienna lacrosse player stopping in, that was from LeVac and Goss here at Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Whatever you're looking for, guys, maybe you're celebrating that anniversary here in March, maybe the birthday's on the way. Whatever's happening, the staff at Lily and David Fine Jewelers will make sure she has something how, great. How old, Jake? Yeah. He is 25. Four. Yeah, that's all right. I think he's 24. Yeah. That'll work then. Okay. When did you get engaged? Uh, 20, 26. I was 27. Look at that. Yeah. You can't stop love. That's what I learned from Lily and David Feinjulers. Age, you know, whatever it is. I heard 20s. you can't hurry love. No, no, you'll just have to wait because love don't come easy. It's just a game of give and take. Can't buy me love. Love don't cost a thing. Lily and David Feinjulers can answer all those odd song things. We Okay. Stop in. Tell me heard about from LeVac and Gaz. The shops of Wilton, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. The thing about Alyssa is that last 20 seconds, she's like, that's what I signed up for, actually. <laughs> I know what I'm getting with those two. Do you see um, You see, we're still getting uh, your your little snitchery? It's still getting traction. People are still talking about. Yes. For, for those who missed yesterday's show, LeVac, do you want to fill us in on the snitchery as you Refer to it as yeah woke Gaz who likes to snitch on everybody like it's a whole new persona for Gaz he's his his royal wokeness um, decided to take a picture of the way my truck was parked at Mohawk Chevrolet I love that uh, Coach Gattuso was one of the ones who came after me for it but like <laughs> it's just listen it, it worked out when I got out there there's still open spots there's places for people to park everything was fine I would have moved if I had to. But just the amount of people now who are, are just are chiming in. The U.R. U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion dash Albany. <laughs> just because his name is on the truck. Dot dot dot. Sheesh. I go right. Just because I let Gaz put his little name on my truck, he snitches. They, U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion Albany. We're not angry, just disappointed. I go with Gaz for snitching. They're like, yes, LMAO. I suppose the U.S. Army coming after me. Because you're a snitch. Listen, this is, this is why, you know what, man, my nephew, Marine, well, dad, Coast Guard, my one of my uncles, Navy. I've always had a lot of respect for Army, a lot of respect for the Army. Um, They just, they don't go for this whole ratting out thing, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're part of a, if you're part of a team, you know, a, a well-oiled unit, you don't go snitching on your boys. This is an unbelievable twist. This this is what's happening. Yeah, no, you, this, is, this you, is the world now, you buddy. You can't 
Listen, you you woke people are going to get canceled right back. You took up two spots uh, at Mohawk Quarter, and I promoted it. And it's my fault. It? It's my you, fault. Is promote the new way to say you tattled? So let me see. Let me let me see if I understand this. So at some point in the not too distant future, over at the uh, Casa del de Gazlowski, maybe it'll be sausage and corn night. You're gonna be sitting there, and uh, West is gonna come up and go, "Hey, Dad, um, Rex threw his vegetables in the garbage. Threw the corn in the garbage." Are you going to go, thank you for telling me, Wes. Rats, get in here. Or are you going to go, hey, whoa, we don't snitch. We don't snitch on our people. What I'm going to do is likely take a picture and see if it's good enough content for me to uh, use to exploit my worse. children and get clicks on it. Worse. And then I'll wonder how much corn is left because sausages and corn is important. And then, I don't know. I have not hit that point in my life that kids snitching on other kids should be tattled. Maybe my this dad is would me. 100% look at me and go, why are you snitching? What does that have to do with you? And then he would go yell at them. Like, more, what is your problem? Your late father, the more and more stories you tell about Whoa, him. Oh, he's just out for smokes. He's just been 30 plus years. He'll be fine. He'll be back. The more stories you tell about him, and you don't have to reveal these if you don't want to, the, the more I learn about your late dad, I feel like he's seen things. With that story you just told of, hey, you don't snitch on people. Like, he told yeah. you to that to you, like, 10 like, what is your dad's scene that caused him to say that to a ten-year-old? Do you want to know? Do you want to know the? Uh, I don't know. Have I, I ever? Know where I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the air. So, a buddy of mine and I got in trouble. We did something. Bad. How old? How old? Um, probably like 12, 13, Okay, somewhere in that range. Or, you know, probably, let's, let's just say eleven, twelve, somewhere there, right there. And um, he, so we 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 did stuff we weren't supposed to do. Maybe it involved firecrackers, mailboxes, who knows, stupid kid stuff, whatever. Maybe beverages were involved. I don't remember. I just know that the next day, which happened to be Mother's Day, his family, his entire family pulls into my driveway because he got caught and then snitched, and they came to the house and told my parents everything I had done as well. So my mother is just like on Mother's Day, like the mother's guilt is is dialed up to like a gajillion. You know, she's just, she's, she is as angry with me as she's probably ever going to be in, in, in our lifetimes together. And I'm just, I don't know what to do. Cause you know, it's like, you're not, there's no point in lying. You got caught. You're gone. You, it's over. I can't believe that, that this is happening. Go to my room where I've been told to go. I was grounded. I think I've been grounded for like a month and a half, two months. My father walks in, sits down on the bed. Goes, uh, what do you got to say for yourself? What'd you learn? And I go, never going to drink again. I'm never going to do this. He goes, don't lie. He goes, you ever rob a bank? Do it alone. And he gets up and he walks out of the room. (laughs) 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 And that's, you know, and here we are. Here we are. That was, you know, 35 years ago. And I'm still learning the lesson that you can't trust your friends. Wow. That's, you can't trust God. That's the twist on it. The twist on it is my dad's probably, my dad's, uh, you know, fixing a fixing a, a, an old Etzel up in heaven going, he still hasn't learned. His buddies are still ratting him out. Look at old, look at old Gazi Bear down there ratting out my boy. I saw this scene in the dark night. I think your dad's the Joker. No, no, he didn't. He, well, maybe. I mean, there was times of blessings that he was very funny. 
Uh, no, I think it's it's you know it's, it was solid advice. It was what, solid what's, advice. What's it? Yeah. Why do you want to you want to hog at these cars? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying you shouldn't snitch on people. I don't know what happened to you. You got very uncool. I think I did what was best for everyone. No, okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did great. You know what? What changed there, Captain Woke? Speak, what changed? Nothing. I left my truck right where it was. No one else complained. All the other all the other wusses like you and everybody got all panties in a bunch over it meanwhile i just parked where i parked i got my truck later and left i'll say this about what's happened over the last 24 to 36 hours i feel like it's been good for everybody it's a good learning experiment for everybody from mohawk chevy to you listening right now and just one more comment on the u.s army we appreciate you guys reaching out and listening to the show and interacting i certainly do if you'd like to advertise here on levac no, 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 what happened, what happened? No. bruce is the, the hold what? on if you'd like to advertise I would love to speak for you because I understand what camaraderie, honor, service, and commitment is. Integrity. You don't you can't even spell integrity. Look at he's still he's trying to snitch me out on my sales pitch. Look at him, Captain Woke over here. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm just checking to see. Don't ask, don't tell. You don't ask, and we won't tell you no, guys. That's what the, that's what that means now. Have you seen this story, the latest in the in the episode of Tyreek Hill, I've got the headlines. I think I know what's going on, but sometimes these stories get real twisted when it comes to the internet. I just I'm at the point with Tyreek Hill where I believe everything that's said negative about him. He is Antonio Brown 2.0. He is 100. percent And his stories are, I mean, they're it's it's impressive to me how stupid beautiful women can be. It really like it really really is. So. Just a little while ago, Tyreek Hill allegedly filed for divorce or whatever. I wonder if that coincides with this story. So thanks to our friends over at TMZ Sports. We're, we're now being made aware of a lawsuit being filed against Tyreek Hill by Sophie Hall. Sophie Hall is a model and media influencer with over 2 million followers on Instagram. She is claiming that Tyreek Hill broke her leg in a fit of rage in his backyard during football drills last summer. And now she'd like some money for it. So how does this all come to pass? First of all, Sophie Hall, if you are into very skinny women, if you're into the kind of woman who can hula hoop in a Cheerio, who can tread water in a garden hose who's being held upright, you ain't looking up Miss Hall. Miss Hall is allegedly 6'1", and girl got curves. She's a beautiful woman, but she she is she's filled out. You know, I what believe I mean? the term now is plus sized model. I see. I don't I don't like that for her because I don't think I think plus size insinuates she's fat. I don't think she's fat. Okay. I just think she's curvy as all hell. She ain't skipping meals because she don't have to. She got places to put things. If you know what I'm saying. Well, apparently, Sophie Hall signs up her son to go to the Tyreek Hill football camp. Which I believe was here at the Capital Region at one yeah, point. Yeah, we didn't hear good around. stories about him when he was here either. All right. Uh, he may have may have died and dashed a few places. Um, so she goes, apparently, like, right after, this is allegedly, I should say, right after she signs her son up, she starts getting Instagram in the, the DMs. And it, this is, let me give you the quick, I'm going to play both parts of this. I will be. Uh, I will begin as Mr. Hill. And I will follow up as as Miss Hall. You don't want me to play a character? I oh. will begin as Mr. Hill. All right, fine. I will follow up as a, uh, Mr. Hill. Not Miss Hall. Not what? 
Not 6-1. LOL, yes, 6-1. There ain't no way. LOL, sheesh. LOL, you'll see. How will I see? You must go and teleport me. Yesterday, I literally just paid for you your camp for my son, and now you're here. And then um, she puts a picture of the receipt for the camp. We lit then. I'm going to see you towering over everyone, I guess. I've been known to be a good stepdad. So he's right in here. Like he's 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 shooting a shot right away. Hey, this is what flirting is, I think, in 2024. But all right, I'm still I'm still with this. I think this is fine flirting. Nothing has crossed the line yet. So apparently she goes to the camp. He actually tells her to come a day early so that, so quote quote, come a day early so me and mom can hang. So June 17th, camp goes and comes and goes. He talks her into coming back. He pays for her to come to his mansion on June 28th. Flies her out, travel arrangements, all that stuff. The way she describes this is, is, is quote, this is a legend. Uh, Hall claims after she made her way to Hill's home, he asked her to participate in some football drills during a training session he was having in his backyard. Because she's 6'1", apparently she's good enough to be part of these training drills. Okay, It, it feels like a little flirting, like, little oh, flirty. Let, let's, let's ball here. Let's play in the yeah. back there. A little love and basketball going on, but love and football. Okay, I'm, Hold still, on. I'm still here. Let me... Cause, cause, all right. Your wife, Division One volleyball player, right? Was she D one or D two? D two. D two. D. Um, you, D fifteen football player. I think that was three. But I can imagine at some point in your life, you know, you pushed around a little bit. Maybe she tried to show you how to spike a, a volleyball, and you showed her a blocking drill. I don't think it went like this. So, allegedly, he asked her to rush against him. In, in a defensive line versus offensive line drill style workout. Little Oklahoma, baby. Look out yeah. now. According to Hall, she shoved the Super Bowl champion backwards, which caused him to be embarrassed. Quote, Mr. Hill's attitude changed, and he became angry. This is what Hall said. He it's, then it's flipped up the drill. Easy, easy. All right, now. He then flipped the drill so that he could rush her. Quote, charged into her violently with great force, causing her to suffer a right leg injury. He said she was fine. Go lay down, put some ice on it. You'd be okay. She has since had to have hardware put into her leg to fix her leg. She's on crutches. She's suing for a lot of money. I'm just saying, like, I'm with you on the flirty, like, oh, I'm going to block you. Oh, you ain't going to block me. I'm going to block you. Oh, well, this wrestle. Yeah, whatever. When you go... How dare that tall woman, that big woman, knock me down. I'm going to get her now and break her leg? I'm going with Tyreek Hill on this one. Of course you are. I can't believe I'm going Tyreek Hill. Let me let me play out how I think the last part of that really played out. I do believe she ran him over just because like he thought <laughs> she really wasn't going to. I do believe he got angry. But here's the part I think was altered on her behalf. She the prob- top part, right? She probably did suffer some sort of injury, like maybe her sprained her knee. Like, oh, whoa, like you don't do that. We were just playing around. Like, why'd you do that? And then over the course of the last few weeks, Tyreek Hill's been in the news for having multiple partners and well, having relationships. The, uh, what? No, this my, goes uh, back to July 1st, though. Okay. Of, of last year. An orthopedist diagnosed her with a leg fracture that required metal hardware and implantation to fix. I don't know. I don't think that's her first implantation. But. I, I don't think she would have been, unless I'm missing the dates here. 
I don't think this would have been a story unless Tyreek Hill's off the field stuff had become a story. Like what probably she had hoped was going to happen was her and Tyreek Hill were going to spend more time together and it was going to hit it off. Like I haven't dated anybody in a long time, but I assume the relationship would have been like, Hey, you and I are hooking up. Maybe I can make some money. We can start something. Maybe there's something here. Didn't she knew immediately. Okay. What's the next thing I can get out of Tyreek Hill? I can't believe I'm taking Tyreek Hill's side on this. But LeVac, I was with this being a very normal date flirtatious until, oh my God, my leg's broken. Let's sue him after he gets a $100 million contract or whatever else it is. I mm-hmm. think I'm Tyreek Hill on this. I can't believe it. Her motivation could be, you know, get paid. But if he broke her leg, he broke her leg. And again, if can you imagine, like, it's, can you imagine just being there with your friends and everything's flirty and funny. And then all of a sudden, your boy just goes rogue and breaks a girl's leg. Like, don't line up then. Just don't don't bring that weak stuff here. All two million followers. What? Lip on out. Like, come on, man. You're still a dude. You're a pro athlete. You're a pro athlete. You can't be going at a woman like that. I don't care how mad you are. Let's flip it around. I don't care how much bigger than you she is. Let's flip it around. What if Tyreek Hill broke his leg? Then that's by the way hysterical right it's now it's but now it's funny now it's like Tyreek Hill star wide receivers leg broken in a flirting one-on-one with six foot one woman now but no one's running the police I don't think she's gonna get he can't, charged. He a broken leg. Right. I'm just I cannot believe I'm Tyreek Hill there could be way more details that other outlets have that I we can't. don't but from that setup I'm actually probably because, pro Tyreek Hill because we've seen him go zero to 60 with his temper with boat uh, managers and everything else on the sun. I can envision this. I can envision him losing his temper because he, he probably sees this tall woman. He's like, all right, I'm in. Let's have some fun. Brings her out. Yeah. Maybe she thought it was going to be more than it was. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Maybe these negotiations have been going on for a while. And he finally said, I'm not paying you or whatever. All these things. I don't know. But I'm just saying, if you're at that point where we're doing your game and you're a pro athlete, and you are so butthurt that you have got to you've got you've got to run a woman over. <laughs> Allegedly, I'm, I'm 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 my entire my entire uh, conversation here is conjecture. And I said a lot of ifs, a lot of ifs, but I just I just think this is one of those ones where if it's if I'm the judge, I'm like, okay, hold on, how much money are you really asking for? A gajillion dollars. Okay, how much money is it going to take to pay your medical bills? And give you the best chance to get your normal walk back. Okay, that's how much you're getting. You brought up the boat thing. I know you and I did a segment years ago about the boat thing. And now just, it's brought it back to me. I also now remember I was pro Tyreek Hill in that story. Yeah, and he and you, you ended up being very wrong on that one. Have you seen the rest of the videos? Oh, yeah, I saw the videos. And I knew immediately I was wrong. But for the, So I'll say this about that story in comparison to the one we talked about years ago about the boat video. This is part one of the story. So if more details come out, I'm willing to change my stance because the original boat story. How many times do you have to be wrong to just go against whatever it is you originally think? I don't have enough details now. Back to the boat story. But you've been wrong so many times. I would think at this point. About The boat story. uh, I I was trying to think of this earlier today. I was just the amount of times you've been wrong and had to backtrack. And I'm just like, at, at what point do you just go... My instinct is left. I should go right. The boat story, if we remember it correctly, was something along the lines of like, 
hey man, you're all in the wrong boat. Was that how it went? Like, it was, hey man, he get off the boat. You had to get off the boat. And he's like, I'm not getting off the boat. And they went to pay him. And then he just like, can you not pay me? You got to get off the boat. And he hit him. And then his friends were dragging him away. And he went to pay him to, to forget about being hit. Yes. From the, how that story was set up. And also the hit was like, did he dap him? Did he like hit him on the butt? Did he hit him on? Originally how that story was set up, it was like, okay, this guy doesn't know what boat he's on. There might have been like some alcohol involved at some point. Let's let that one pass. You're a grown man who got hit. Like, let's not sue somebody over it. More details <laughs> came from that one. And uh, not I'm working sorry, in Tyreek's favor. The if, initial report if was... Tyreek Hill yeah. drunkenly hits me in the head because I'm on the wrong... He's on my my property. I'm One of two things happening. We're finishing it. We're fighting it out. Or he's paying me. And I you know, I would love to believe that either A, I could win that fight. I... I uh, if it went over 45 seconds, I'd probably toast. But B, I'd love to believe that. I'd be like, oh, I'd love you guys smart. I'd be like, drop, oh, 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 my head. My new booty, blah, 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 blah. What'd you say? I don't know. I have a head injury. Ah. Like, I would hope. We're about like 30. And we going to Ruth, Chris. We're like 30 <laughs> seconds away from supposed to be talking about Coach Glenn Clark and the Firewolves, but we're going to get there in a second. But I just feel like usually you hear interviews like you talk after the interview. I think, LeVac, let's have a little fun here. You saw what happened with Buffalo and Albany. And I say fun because I don't know if we'll mention this. Maybe we will. A little behind the scenes, a little breaking the fourth wall here. How much do we ask Coach Clark about the fight? Because, like, you know his personality off Coach Clark, like, how do we handle this interview coming up here? We're coming off the Tyreek Hill lawsuit fight. Now we're going to talk about the brawl that was buff. How do we handle this coming up here for Firewolves fans that probably in the next five minutes, I promise. We, we ask whatever questions we want to ask. We, we always have. Are you going to ask him if he wanted to get involved in the fight? Uh, that's the way it works. All right, all right. I don't know. I, this, is, this is a weird one to go from. Like, it's not like the other coach was a woman. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm at with the Tyreek Hill thing. The other coach was a woman. That's that's what it would be. I didn't think we were gonna go that far. I thought it was just Tyreek Hill is a primetime pro athlete who's found himself in controversy off the field. He's non stop. Non stop. He doesn't fight on the field though. I don't remember a Tyreek Hill brawl. Uh maybe they can't no. catch him. He's too fast. He's the, the cheetah. cheetah. There it is. I, I don't Yeah, and plus they're not women. So it doesn't have to be that tough. That, no, no, no. We were coming over a conversation about a guy. Yeah, the, the boat other, story. The other guy, if you look at the guy, he's like an older guy. He's all like kind of crumply. And, oh, that was crumply. He was kind of crumply. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like a physical specimen. He wasn't like me, you know? He walked up, he hit him in the head. He's like, he, listen, the last diva NFL wide receiver who wanted to fight me started bringing dudes to the office to protect him. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Not so. I'm the captain now. Uh, now, now the truth comes out here. I told you. I think Tyreek Hill is 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 Antonio Brown 2.0. Were you assaulted by Antonio Brown physically, mentally? No, we know the answer no. He to was that. too. He was. He was. Um. He'd wet his pants. He would have wet his pants. I told you we lifted together at ABC, and he was. I smoked him. You did not tell me that. I've never I told heard you that. that. We no. were doing the, the straps. And he goes, all right, let's go. So we started doing the the T lift. So you so you put your feet out in front of you, grab the straps in front of you with your hands, your arms straight out. Then you go out into a T. And I was I smoked him. I just kept going. He couldn't keep up. Listen, man, I'm telling you, you don't want none of this. Well, he's out there smoking vitamin marijuana. I'm in here with H two O and hookers and weed.
That's a logger, by the way. It is. Albany Firewolves fans. That's a wonderful logger who's a proud sponsor of this show because of two wonderful women who are behind that. JJ Hookers and Willow B. Weed. I'll tell you what, Tyreek Hill, you want to try to you want to try to do a little Oklahoma drill against the girls? They'll smack you up. They'll smack you up the tough ladies. They fight crime. They make beer. They sing songs. That's right. Go to hookersandweed.com. Learn all about it. Where you can get hookers and weed, beer, and all those great things. I love being an ice cold uh, hookers and weed locker. It's great. But I respect women. You know, I respect women. I tell them what I think. I have open conversations, and then I open a hookers and weed beer, and drink it back. Now, ice cold. I'll even open one for you guys. Oh, thank you. Like the lady you are. Huh? That's right. Hookersandweed.com. Go uh, go find out where you can get yourself some hookers and weed today. Is it time? Is it is Coach Clark coming yes, up? Yes, I apologize for being I thought late I used here. To we had more time to talk. I was I got I was going to talk about a lot of different things. No, that was it. We have like 90 seconds maybe. What? You just told me. All right, we got to go back. You're a winner. You are a winner. It's Levac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Joined by the head coach of the Albany Firewolves, Wolves, Glenn Clark. I've been um, I've been having conversations all today today about the Firebirds and the Firewolves together. So that's why you'll notice, uh, Coach, I'm having trouble differentiating uh, as <laughs> as we are great roommates for each other, and uh, we share the MVP arena. But, uh, Coach, we we haven't talked to you since the beginning of the year, at least not here. Um, eight and two to start, tied for first place. You got to be over the moon with the effort these guys are putting in so far. Yeah, I am, and and that's probably the best way to describe it is when you when you describe it in terms of effort because I don't usually like breaking things down into that simplicity, but it I mean they're a young group and they're playing hard minutes, and I mean if we look back at the Buffalo game, it was physical and uh, and they just kept going, and they are a, <clears throat> excuse me they're a relentless group, and they're, yeah I'm, I'm I'm proud of what they've done to this point. Physical is one way to describe the Buffalo game. Uh, 18,000 people in attendance out in Western New York. Clips going viral or across with the, well, well, you know, we'll stay with physical play. Uh, maybe a few fists were thrown. Coach, that felt like an environment in the game. I know you hear the term culture all the time, but it felt like a culture-changing game for you and the players of, we are the top dog. Like, this is a different Albany Firewolf team that even the Capital Region and the league might be used to, and it felt like it all came out in that weekend matchup out in Western New York. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, it's certain, yeah, 18,000 defending champs, and, and, and they, you know, the part I liked about it is they, they like to play a physical brand, and, and, I, and, and their messaging was, you know, this is a young team, it's not an overly big team, uh, we're going to punish them and push them around, and you know, it really depends on how you define toughness. Like, I, I thought our guys were the tougher team. I mean, they took the beating and kept going and, and just got the result. So it was, um, it was for sure a statement game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone had us coming out of there on the other, on the positive end of the ledger. And, and really, we were the better team throughout the game. So uh, it was good to see. And it's, we, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year, kind of, there was a lot of unknowns with our group because we were so young and so new. We knew we were skilled and talented, and, uh, but it takes a while to cut your teeth in the league. And uh, they've, they've really, we're ahead of our, our projections for sure. Head coach of the Albany Firewolves, the 8-2 and two Albany Firewolves, uh, Glenn Clark with us right now. And, and coach, you just said it, like in the beginning of the year, it's, it's a young team, you know, kind of the vibe was we're, we're on our way but we're not there yet. 
what's what is what is the vibe now? Young team, you, you just you know you, you surpassed that toughness test. Is, is this a championship caliber team now? I mean, it's it. Yeah, you don't know, right? Like, I mean, we've been tested by all the teams that uh, you know have been set or championship caliber teams, and and we've come out on the right side of, uh, of those contests. So, uh, I, I mean. I think we can play with anyone, um, and I and again, I think we're we're ahead of where you would think we are at this stage with the age and development of these guys. But I, I think you know, two games, three games, you can kind of. But we're over halfway through the season, and we continue to do it. So uh, I think that you'd have to consider that we're a team you got to be worried about uh, running the playoffs. See, like we we know that. Like Coach Clark, super nice, professional, not going to give out bulletin board material. But we also know that you will drop the gloves in a pickup hockey game. You will, you will go dark side when you need to. I wish we could get like, like we could have like two Coach Clarks during these. Like have that. That is the Glenn Clark answer. That's the one. That's exactly. It. But then to have like evil Glenn come on and go, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna win it all. Okay. I like to pace myself. Yeah. <laughs> Start slow. <laughs> Very smart. We've talked to a lot of your players this year. They might do impressions of you playing that character. We speak about characters and superheroes more. We got to get to that in a little bit. But I have to ask about Dougie Jameson and the goalie goal. For <clears throat> fans who are watching this, is it a play that's called from the coaching staff? Does he have, hey, when this happens, you can go, how does that even happen where he's able to score a goal in a position that rarely ever has that happen? Yeah, it's more of a... Um you know, a time and place like, and, and it was more about timing because he'd got possession the first couple of times and they had pulled their goalie cause they're trying to catch up and he's passing and hitting the outlet, trying to get it to one of our players so we can kill some clock and uh, eat up some time. But at that particular instance, there was, I think he made the save and there's about 15 seconds left. So really all he needed to do was get it down to the other end of the floor. And by the time they run down, pick it up and come back down, the game's over. So it, it, the timing of it was perfect. Uh, we don't really talk about when to do it, but it was just sort of a an in-game read. And to be honest, I wasn't even watching it. Because I saw him pick up the ball and throw it. And I thought, okay, he's done exactly what we need to do. He's just put it down the end of the floor. The game's over. So I was kind of talking and doing some, and then I look up and it's in the net. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just like I drew it up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. It was good. It was well. Uh, it was well timed by Dougie. It was the right play at the right time, uh, and the result of the goal is pretty cool because you don't. I don't think we've had one this year, and you don't see it very often. That's for sure. You know, we uh, obviously we're going to promote a very cool idea, a very cool home game for you guys. But there's one thing that I just I've never been able to let go when it comes to talking to you. As much as I enjoy you and, and love what you're doing for lacrosse here in the capital region. I remember your Toronto rock days and look who you're tied with for first place. What do yeah. you, you got to fix this for me. You got to, you got to like, you know, just you shiv them, take them out. I need them gone. Surge, surge ahead of them. I'm, I'm with you, man. I want to, yeah, we want to, uh, you know, we want to bring a home playoff game to the area, right? We want to, you know, we want to keep building on that excitement. So, um, it's kind of like a golf tournament. You know, you can't win it in the first couple of rounds, but you can certainly lose it. So, you know, we've put ourselves in a good position to really um, creep closer to a playoff spot and, and, and put ourselves where we want to be at the end of the um, end of the season. So, 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you would have, you know, when we talked at the beginning of the year, if you would have said eight and two after 10 games, uh, I don't think anyone would have had us there. And in fact, I mean, league wide, we were still projected to be the last place team in the league based on the uncertainty. So um, we've sort of flipped the script quickly and it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's a positive vibe. And after what we went through last year, I'll take it. Well, just exercise those demons for me. Put put yeah, Toronto I, in the rearview mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you and me both, man. Back I was in a player there. Now I want to bury him. That's, that's, that's exactly oh, right. There this... it is. There's Evil Glenn. He <laughs> <laughs> was trying so hard to get it out of him. Too. Uh, the Fire Wolves are back in action at MVP Arena this weekend, March second, against the New York Riptide. And how about this, uh, Levac? I have a full confession to make. A coach, I do as well. And Steve and everybody listening who's a part of the Fire Wolves, we had. These Marvel Light comic books dropped off here at studio. Uh, Levac was supposed to see it. This went so quickly out of my office for a fellow host in this building who have kids who are big fans of superhero. Gone. I mean, within 20 minutes, these were gone. If you're a young sports fan and or somebody in your family is a young sports fan. So in other fan, words, guys gave away my comic is what he did. <laughs> well, well, Coach, I think if you've seen it, it is the work that you guys were able to do to partner with Marvel and have this come out and with 3,000 fans getting this. The expectations are high, and it's going to live up to the expectations. This is amazing that what fans are going to get this weekend. And and I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, you so haven't? I, I yeah, me either. No, I, I, I've seen a I've seen a draft of the cover, uh, but I haven't actually seen the uh, the physical comic book. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I know we've got um, some shirts uh, made up, like T-shirts and that for uh, you know the concession stands and that the merchandise. So I've seen those, and yeah, it's going to be. Uh, It'll be a pretty cool vibe. I mean, the game is cool itself, and you want to build some of these add-ons to get some excitement from some new fans and get different people in the building. So I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Let's do this then, Levesque. I will text somebody from the Firewalls to get more comic books back here. I know they're going to go fast this weekend, but it's that level. It is that cool. Sorry, Coach and Levesque. I got to see you. No, listen, Coach, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a lacrosse guy. And he gave away my comics without asking me, and and that's that's a violation <laughs> we, of trust. Oh yeah, we got to rectify that. We'll uh, we'll we'll make sure you get a comic. I I appreciate you fixing Gaza's mistakes as the great leader you are, and the terrible <laughs> leader Gaza is. I appreciate that. Yeah, it takes a village. We'll 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 get it <laughs> we'll get it rectified. Kids, dude, what are you talking? I'll get it first. That's all I ask. All right. all right, Coach Man. Best of luck. Keep this thing going. Uh, you know, we get to exercise that Toronto Rock demon sooner than later. I feel like I feel like I feel like this is your year now, and and uh, if you won't be evil, Glenn, I'll be evil, Levac, and I'll say it for you. I'm feeling real good. I want we're gonna make some room for you up in those rafters for some banners. I love it. Yeah, that's the plan, man. That is the plan. There he goes, our guy, Coach Clark. Yeah, a good person, a stand-up person, someone who wouldn't steal from him, from his. From his teammates, his partners, his friends. Do you know who you have to blame? Our, no. our friends at GY because Doug has two Why sons. Why do I have to blame what? anybody? Rachel I and Doug you. took them. I offered them. They took them. They're awesome. You, what? you offered. See, you just said what? the truth. I offered yeah. them. They took them. Yeah. That's you that needs to be blamed. I think I you did the right could, thing. You could have easily said, Levac is a big Marvel fan. Let him see it first, and then I'll, I'll get it for you guys. That would have been the right thing to do instead of giving away my stuff. I hope our guy Steve's listening right now because he's been a great contact all year. He's a professional. Oh, he's very fire, good at his I, job. I have, I have zero issue with the Firewolves. I really don't even have any issue with, with Doug or Rachel at WGY. The only person, the only villain, the only Dr. Doom in this situation, or Dr. Dumb, as I will call you from here on out, is you. You can't give away other people's things. That's theft. 
Can we get like two more comics to the studio? That's all I'm asking. Listen, if we can't, we can't. We can send Zach can, to go get it. Maybe Zach's yeah, a great help to you, the team. You know what? Yeah, go get more comics that he can give away. All I wanted to do is read it. I'm a big Marvel fan. Everybody knows that. But giant Marvel collection. I have a bunch of. I have Wolverine one. Okay, it's backboarded in mylar just because I'm a nerd. It's awesome. You are yeah. gonna be blown away by how. No, good I'm it is. not. I'm probably never gonna get to see it because you gave it away. The top four for us yeah. next. The top, second hour of the back. Top four and Gaz. times Gaz has let me down is coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. I'll, I'll somehow I'll reduce it to four.